Is there about their cancer that suggests you're unchanged or that sort of stuff? Very, very good reporting. <laughs> yeah, no, he's out there. But he didn't stay always out there. No, no, he wasn't out there all the time. But no, he's okay. I mean, at this stage, the, we we will be the twenty-two that we will announce t- tonight. I think, what's which he, was the twenty-two that you've seen out there. What's he got that sort of came off there for a bit? Was it like a knee or something? Yeah, he got a whack on the knee last week's game. Okay, but that wouldn't be unusual. On what are we? Six days away from last week's game. That there's a bruise or two still out there. Was there any temptation to change anything this weekend? No, not 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 really. Other, other than some really honest form in the sample, but the, the restriction was obviously they played Saturday, we played Thursday, and that doesn't you know it's, just, it's not the end of the world one way or the other whether you do or you don't bring someone in. But I think you know to be honest, a pretty strong, tough game of football last week where we we lost in the last minute of the game against a high quality opponent. Boys did a pretty good job, albeit we're unhappy that we lost. Our emergencies will be Palmer, Tumpus and Monfries. How far off is Gus? Uh, it was emergency, so he's pretty close. So, but again, he's um, you know Gus. Obviously, we understand he's had a 12 months out. He's also had a significant injury interrupted pre-season. He's playing now. I think he's now actually back in some shape and form that suggests he's nearly ready to play. Game tomorrow night. Expecting another tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every week, that's an unfortunate part. All the fortunate part about the AFL now is that it's. Such a close competition, and we we know how strong and imposing club this team that we come up against tomorrow night has been for a long period of time. And you know, last week's game that they played was a, a good reminder to everyone. Can you at the point where you now know what to expect from your group, rather than the past two years where the wave just went in every direction? Yeah, you've got to be careful because you never know when it's going to be wrong. But uh, I think yes is the, is the short answer. I think we've been really you know, really honest and really consistent right through the, the nine games that we've played. And, um, you know, it'll be... It's a bit hard, Roosh, to be fair, because as you look at the ladder, we're eighth, we're right in the middle, but we've played the top and we've played some of the sides clearly that are down that are down a bit low. And we've played... I think is probably the side that we've played that's in amongst it. So it's just a real... It's, I think we're about to come into that patch that's going to put some separation in teams and hopefully that's us going forward, not going back. But more importantly, that regardless of who you're playing, when you're playing, where you're playing, you have that confidence now that you know what this group is about, what they're going to deliver and how consistently they'll deliver? Yeah, no, there's a style that we're playing that's pretty consistent, I think, regardless of who we play. And, you know, sometimes we've been able to, as you, as you know, get a good gap on opposition, and other times we've been really close to, to the end. So I think, we, yeah, we've been pretty consistent. Kevin, yeah, it's probably great you need more protection from the umpires. Like last week, he was seriously mauled and hardly let go his way. Is, what do you think as coach of the way he's been manhandled? Most weeks. I appreciate your support, Andrew, but I'll say nothing. <laughs> I do appreciate. Look, he's, he's you know he's a dynamic player, but there's plenty of players like that in the competition. There's always you know can always look like it's not quite right, but I I think normally the umpire works out pretty reasonable by the end of the night. But I'm sure Robbie would like another one or two free kicks if I answer it like that. Well, does he get you frustrated with with the attempts that he's getting? No, I think he expects it. I think that's what the good players do. They expect the attention to be pretty. Close and strong, and I think the key thing for Rob is he's playing on. You know, seems to be playing on bigger opponents more often than not, and I think that's probably one of the, the challenges for him is that you know um, he's just in a contest with bigger body players, and they can restrict him a bit more than they perhaps should legally. How's the Charlie been this week? Uh, he's copped it since last week, and hasn't been Fantastic, he's fine. No, he's okay. He's, he hasn't copped it. He's uh, it's been a bit made out of the, the obviously the shot at goal. 
and, and, and rightly so, there should be a bit made of because the first time we've seen it. It's not like we've seen it before and, uh, you know, he was half a second late starting something. So, you know, as I said, after the game, it was, it was an accurate call. Unfortunately, it was a bit of a surprise. Can you think career, career, career best numbers for four major categories this year? Does that suggest that he's in his best form ever? And that some of the criticism of him... Yeah, I'm seeing Charlie Dixon play the best football I've seen him play. You know, and I've seen him play... Uh, obviously, three three years at, at the Gold Coast, and I've seen him play a year and a half here at Port Adelaide. He's playing the best football I've seen him play. He's fit, he's consistent, he's maturing, um, he's, he's just playing his role in the team, and he's getting the reward for that. And the team are getting the reward. Do you so, what do you think of Charles and the cricket in the other night? <laughs> uh, what do I think of it? I think I said it was a little unfair. A little unfair. You're measuring him more on than just goals. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's his. You know, it's not it's not just kicking goals. The, the team that's the team kicks the score, and if Charlie's part of that, but he's a you know he's a score assist player. He's a you know he plays a significant role all over the ground for us. And and like Paddy, they you know like Tom Jonas, they all get involved with our goal scoring because they all play a part. Can Justin Westhoff look goal shy last week? Not kicking like he once did, and we saw him try to Joe Danaher to sort of kick around the corner at one point. Where's he at with, with that? Has, has he lost confidence in his goal kicking? Or? No, I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think Hoff ever loses confidence, to be fair, because he never says nothing. <laughs> he wouldn't know if he was or he wasn't confident, but he, he knows what his, his expectations are and he used to go back and you know, score when those opportunity presents. But every player can miss a goal or two and they can have a run where they, they can miss a goal. But I've got great confidence that Hoff normally would go back and execute the, the kick that he needs to kick. Now, whether that's the snap around the corner or the drop punt or whatever it is, I, I back him in to make that choice. So with that, like, there was one last week where he was about 25, 30 out of slaying or go back to Jared Pollock instead. Is that something the coach would speak to him during the week during the game review and say, well, maybe you should just have confidence? Yeah, no, I think if you look at the, the numbers, it'll say that, you know, Jared with his kicking ability and where he was positioned on the ground compared to where Hoff was, you know, it's a one in, it's a one in three, probably less than that one in three from where he was actually kicking from. So we, we often talk about putting the, the ball in a better position to allow us to take the shot from. I don't think there was too much wrong with that decision. What do you, what do you think about Hawthorne? Ken, obviously last week at Sydney there was a superb lot of run-off half-back with Hodge and Burgoyne. Do you sort of put someone in, in the defensive forward role to monitor those two guys? Oh, no, they've been, um, yeah. They're certainly very good players for them, and uh, we need to be aware of them as, as we have been every time we've played them. You know, we look forward to the challenge of taking them on and playing tough football against them, and hopefully uh, coming away with a win. So you've been teams below, and you've taken on a couple of teams above. Is the next sort of month going to give you a more accurate read, or I mean, just yeah. up with groups? Do you feel like you've, you've already got it? The comp's so close. Just the way the ladder looks right now, we, it looks like that's what we've probably played. But I don't think any side, you know. We played Freo, they, they win six out of seven. You know, you play other sides and they've been pretty strong and honest after. It's just sometimes what the other games are doing are a bit, are a bit remarkable too. It's just how close the competition is. I think we're, you know, I think we sit eighth, but we're one game from maybe 13th or fourth. You, know, you would never have seen that, I don't think, before in the AFL, and that's why it's going to make it a pretty exciting year. Is it just stopping Hawthorne, stopping their own contested marks? Is when they yeah, there's no doubt that Hawthorne are a possession-style football team and that's the way they've played over a number of period of, a period of time and for us we've got to be mindful of that. But you also can't get, you know, you can't lose your shape. You can't lose your back defensive shape, otherwise, you know, you, you'll pay a price because it'll be rough head or it'll be Pilopolo or it'll be Bruce 
Gunston out the back, so you've just got to be a bit careful of how aggressive you are in that. It's more about the position on the ground, I think. But yeah, definitely, um, you don't want to let them have uncontested possession if you can avoid it. And with Gray with Wingard being out still, will he still play more forward than the middle? Yeah, even when Wingard's in, he's played more forward. And uh, with his out, even last week, we predominantly played him as a forward. We think that's where we're getting the best results so far for us. doesn't mean we won't change in-game because if it's not quite working, we wouldn't be frightened to put Robbie Gray back on the ball. Uh, you know, he gets moments on the ball, but more of the bigger parts of the game he's playing in the forward line. Where does he want to play? Robbie, in a winning team. <laughs> that's a good answer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> did, you, uh, did you soften the centre circle today? No, nah, no, nah, it's soft enough. There's a bit of a downpour here last week, apparently. Have you been hoping they throw I've got no idea what they'll do. Does that matter? No, nah, no. Nah. Paddy's in pretty good form. Ken, have you had the chat with Sam Gray? It's nice to be a bit made. I think it was Gary Lyon on Monday night mentioned that he probably should have been closer to Paddy Dangerfield at the end of that stoppage there. If we look at that as a collective, there were things that we'd done wrong. You know, not, 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 let's not isolate Sam Gray, because Sam Gray is a half-forward flanker in the... 10 metres from the opposition goal. Pretty, pretty courageous to be in that position. Yes, if you ask that, he would have loved to have stayed with Paddy a little bit closer. But Ollie would have loved to have been on Paddy at the same point and we would have done other things slightly differently. But it, it's a game of millimetres in that place and you know, the ball went through under a gap like that and you go, well, that's a game of footy sometimes. Bit of bad luck. Should Chad be back the next week? Yeah, yeah, he should be. In fact, I got a text this morning saying I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we, we've been pretty consistent on the way we've um, you know, defended the ball and I think that's where we've spent most of our time and you know, that obviously comes out in a stoppage situation where it is, uh, comes out with the way the ball moves through the middle of the ground for the opposition, the way they've been able to hit up on us you know, a little bit and we've seen Geelong were able to take some uncontested marks and we just talked about if we allow Hawthorne to do that, that will be pretty dangerous for us. So why have you become better at defending on turnover? Why have we become better? I think we play in a really strong team defence, you know, and we're we're a lot, we're able to maintain our shape pretty well when we're using the ball. Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilant sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimax Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.